2: Shope and the Bulldog. I have a leg injury and a foot injury right now. A
3: leg and a foot. Are they on the same side of my body? Side of your body, yes.
2: Okay. Left. What happened to you? I got stung by a bee. And then I think I got stung by another bee. Oh, come on. I think I did. When did this happen? Last night. Last night? Last night. Who knew? It's Mike Shope. Huh. Just never thought about getting stung by a bee at night. I don't know. But there would still be bees at night. I guess. Not to sound like the flat earth thing. Right, I, would, well, the bees just don't disappear when it gets dark. Okay, but I've never seen one at night.
3: Well, it's dark. And the bulldog. Maybe they would not be out at night, but you disturbed it, so it came out and said, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, they weren't expecting I, I'm me. In here, I'm in here trying to watch the Vietnam War on PBS, <laughs> right. and you're, you're. what are you doing sitting down in the chair? It's, uh, this is my time.
2: You are not supposed to. <laughs> right. This is our time. <laughs> right. That's what the bee said. Right. So, on behalf of the other bees. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back. I am not um, meaning to be critical by this or reading anything into it, but interesting for Alan in that clip to start with wasn't the prettiest win or whatever he said like that. Like, I don't think anybody would have wondered or been bothered by that. It's at Kansas City. Like, this is not going to, you know, where? <laughs> New England, even. I mean, just Carolina. And winning twenty to seventeen, and the quarterback sits down, say, like, "Oh, well, it wasn't pretty, but we'll take it." Yeah. I mean, that was perfectly pretty. It was totally fine. Nothing bad about it at all.
3: I wonder if his like sitting down at the podium, he said the same thing to Tracy Wilson on the field. I saw his on-field interview at some point today, and and used almost that exact same phrasing. Um, and I wonder if that's like in any way a reaction to Mahomes swearing and being mad about the, uh, you know, offensive offside's call. Like, like uh, you know, this guy that I compete really hard with and respect a lot is, like, really mad about this play and, like, you know, yeah well, it well, wasn't pretty. Like, wasn't pretty could be synonymous with, with we, we got away with one. Yeah, we stole one. Um, which I, I just – I wonder. I mean, that was a very – I don't know that I've ever, you know, we don't often hear, well, don't often, don't always hear those exchanges between coaches or players uh, on opposing sides at midfield after a game is over. But, boy, I I don't think I've ever heard one quarterback bitching and moaning about the refs as they're, like, clenching one another. I I just, it was almost unprecedented, at least to my ears.
2: You know, I I think I might have to say the same. I don't remember it. Um, It was short, too, like, Maybe in a lengthier conversation, and again, we like you said, you don't get to hear these very often, but in a lengthier conversation, two guys walking off the field or spending time more time talking to each other, you know, you might have other things like that come up, you know, mm-hmm. after good game and good luck, whatever gets said in those conversations. But that was kind of a drive-by. I mean, there's a, a very close embrace, which is okay, and then uh, he's just out of there.
3: He's like. just muttering the whole time, and Allen gives him the, like like... Uh, okay, I'll leave you for now on yeah. the chest. <laughs> She's yeah. like, yeah, 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 okay, all right. All right Later. All right. You're, you're not to be talked to right now. I got it. All right, <laughs> fine. Yeah.
2: Why don't you sit a couple of plays out, <laughs> right, right? Right, Okay, Eric Wood will join us on Wednesday. He's unavailable today. We'll get your calls again right here. 803-0550. Bill's very much back in it after their win. Steel won. Anything like that, you might have just heard. Um, not to mean that they didn't play well or that it wasn't an even game. I mean, the stats in this game were really close. Each team had the same number of first downs. Uh we haven't talked about sort of the well the game, uh too much today. Right. right. really more about the end. Uh but that, that does happen. Let's go to Devontae next. Hi Devante. Welcome.
4: What's going on guys? Sorry. Um I've been listening all day while I've been working and um I just hear people keep complaining about the the way the game went to end where we were trying to kinda of run out the clock. Um I just feel like people need to kind of give Brady and McDermott a little bit of slack um, because if, if one of the big catches that ball, I don't think anyone would be discussing that today because uh, we would have been in a positive play and gotten the yards we needed or at least kept the clock running. But um, also, I'm sure the same people that are complaining about the clock management are the same people that complain McDermott isn't aggressive enough in those times when we need him to be. So I just feel like you either on one side of the fence or you're on the other, and I'm totally for McDermott and uh, Joe Brady trying to get that last touchdown. Um, and the other point I wanted to make is uh, during the Eagles game, I-, I wanted to call a couple weeks ago, but I haven't been able to, mm-hmm. that that last throw to Gabe Davis where we could have walked off with a touchdown. Um, I just feel like – Gabe isn't given the effort that he should be. I know people are saying um, Josh read the cover zero and threw it to the middle, and Gabe read the inside leverage and went to the outside. I just feel like Gabe isn't given enough effort in those plays. I feel like any other receiver is going to at least attempt to make that catch, and I never see that effort out of him.
2: Well,
3: I said last week, um, you know, maybe the big mistake or the week before or whatever uh, was that he didn't get his head around soon enough to try to do anything about it. Like, I think by the time – I don't know that he has time to make an adjustment by the time he sees where the ball is going. And if he looks sooner, maybe he does. I wondered, I got a very interesting text from a friend last night after the game, when this play came up, well, not this play, but the, you know, Davis wide open on what the, whatever play that was two plays before the field goal. I don't remember now, Uh, but he's all alone. And Allen tries a pass to Kincaid at the sideline that goes incomplete. Um, and my, my friend was like, I don't think Allen trusts Davis. He's not even gonna look he's gonna look he he knows what the coverage is, he's just he's worried about whether he can trust him so he's going somewhere else. I mean, I don't know about that. That might be a big leap, but it was interesting, it was a similar type of play, you know, where it's here comes a, a blitzer right in his face and you've got an opportunity and instead he, you know, did not throw it to the end zone where Davis was
2: all alone. Just checking my text messages, thinking that maybe this was from me. But I sent you a text: Browning or Stafford. Uh, That's our last. That was, but that uh, was that was not last night. That was before no. these games. That was Saturday. <laughs> so it wasn't. It was not me in this case. No, I sent it was you the not you. Interesting no. text. Uh, let's go to Matthew. Hi, Matthew.
5: Hey, I just wanted to bring up a possible counterpoint to Mahomes um, saying that there was. No uh, bearing on the outcome of the play with the penalty. And say that maybe with the flag coming from like the line of scrimmage,
4: right,
5: that they had a free play. Maybe that kind of gave Kelsey the confidence to make that lateral. Because otherwise, like the sheer audacity to make that mm. pass.
2: I don't know if that's true.
5: Like, that
3: could, could be, be logical. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, your your instinct when you see a flag fly like that is free play. If the players actually see it, I think, uh, you know, the audience, usually the announcers are right there, like, oh, you know, free play. I don't remember what Nance or Romo said as that play was unfolding, but it's possible Kelsey knew and suspected that the flag was for, you know, going to be a defensive penalty, and so, you uh, know, whatever, let's try this.
2: I think we're, we're really in the minutiae with this now, but I'll say anyway – I mean, I think, like, you you recognize the so-called free play when somebody jumps. Like, when a def- when an edge rusher jumps and they're across the line, but they didn't get so far upfield that they blew the play dead, the quarterback then knows, like, I can do anything I want here. Probably. You know, you, don't, you could be wrong. But lining up, I would think that that would be less obvious, right? I mean, that penalty could have been a few different things. It could have been illegal formation, in which case you wouldn't fool around at all. Like... You, th- you think free play and throw a pick, the game's over. Right. All right, interesting point there, uh, Matthew. Sean McDermott speaking now before we get back to your calls just really quickly. Injury updates. Micah Hyde, week-to-week, stinger. His neck injury is back here. You saw I missed quite a bit of this game yesterday. Also week-to-week, A.J. Epinesa Ooh. with a rib injury. Week-to-week almost always means they will not play this week. Uh maybe next week, but not for Dallas. Dalton Kincaid day to day. Shoulder.
3: Yeah, I read he got an X ray last night after the game.
2: Okay. Well, that's good then. I mean day to day sound right. so bad. Yeah. Yeah. He
3: he got an X ray and I read he sort of downplayed it, you know, it, not expecting it to be serious, and that's what that sounds like. But that F and news is, is tough.
2: hmm Makes a big play in this game. First yeah. uh was that the Kansas City's first drive? Yes. Let's go to Eddie next. Hi, Eddie.
1: Hey, guys. Um, good afternoon. And, yeah, another interesting, fascinating game. And the points I guess I wanted to make, um, number one, i got to give credit where credit to. due. Um, the fact that the defense did end up, you know, stopping them on most plays uh, during that last drive. And the fact that they definitely changed what they were doing Um, I really enjoyed, and I I enjoyed hearing that that was on purpose and that he had done some research on it. Um, Now, yeah, it isn't always going to work, but a guy like Mahomes, I've always been in the – I'd rather risk uh, less coverage because when he moves around, you cannot cover any – I don't care how bad the receivers are. They're going to work their way open. Um, My point is I want to give him credit for how he adapted uh, how he was going to manage that last series. And um, then again, back to the earlier plays during the game. Um, you know, it just—it felt really eerie. And I know you've heard it already, um, hearing about the power passing about check And my mind instantly went to the day at my friend's apartment when that play happened. And seeing that, uh, seeing another play almost identical on the same side of the field from uh you know the far end right end to the left was free, was kind of weird to me it just it was very strange um mm-hmm. and you know if, it's almost as if you if you did have a play like that as a kind of a gadget play what might your team call it, it wouldn't be out of the ballpark to call it y check um mm-hmm. and you know seeing the news of the day you know did I you know I just would love to hear what you know sort of things like that come up in conversation between coaching teams and whether it's a Philly special or whether it's um, whatever it is, but the odds of that happening are just astronomical. Um, And then last but not least the, um, you know, the decision to be aggressive and not use the clock. You know, a lot of people have been talking about that. And I keep telling my dad, like, yeah, we've normally done the safest move there. Use as much clock, make them use as many timeouts. But if you look at it, I know the plays didn't work. You're going against Mahomes. Whether he has a has a minute with no timeout or a minute with two time, I mean, does or 13 it...
2: seconds? Yeah, thank
1: right. You. That's my point. <laughs> 13 seconds. Yeah. So, do you want your team to go for what you think you really need, which is a touchdown, and do you want them to go?
2: We're, we're talking about like what two, three minutes left, the last drive, because la- yeah, before yeah, the, the Bills kicked the field before bill. the two yeah. minute
1: warning, yeah. Even I... everyone's been talking about, well, we should have done this, we should have done that. And my opinion is, I think they were like, listen. Most importantly, we need to try to score a touchdown. Right, right. Take a field goal. Yeah,
2: gotcha. Thank you, Eddie. I mean, I I don't know that I've heard one conversation about that today, but I'm sure they're happening. Like, of course you're trying to score. Of course you're trying to score a touchdown. And if you have to get one with more time left than you'd like, then that's how that goes. It it was interesting as that drive was happening. It starts at seven minutes, I think. You know whether they wanted to burn it all. We had this in Philadelphia too. And you know, in Baltimore, that game I've referenced before was that last year or the year before, uh, last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, what's what's perfect? Oh, you would have. How about if the Bills had scored with 13 seconds exactly? Just what? <laughs> right. And you know what else? So, the, the Bills got out of there. The Kelsey, to Tony touchdown doesn't count. We know, and they win. Man, it would have been so interesting to see the offense back on the field.
3: Minute, minute twenty. Oh um, baby, whatever that was. Yeah, right.
2: And if it's down four, assuming Butker makes the point, he hasn't missed a kick all year, then you're down four, and then of course that is a touchdown situation, just like in the playoffs. Right. Um, but if it's three, we could be into a whole slew of other conversations about what the strategy yeah. was on that drive. Didn't get it. The, call, the
3: caller already said it all. I mean, I, I, that that sequence we we did get into it a, quite a bit um, last night during uh, post game last night. Uh, sure, I mean, ideally you can just bleed the clock down and make them use their timeouts and all that and kick and win and go home. Um, but I, I, that that wasn't to me in the window. Like they're not going to run the ball three times and get to, get their ten yards. I don't think they're not that team. So they wanted to get the touchdown. I think it's exactly right to say that, you know, the Hawks would have been circling if they just played for the field goal entirely there. Um, You know, it backfired in that they threw three incomplete passes and then kicked the field goal, uh, and Kansas City still had their timeouts. But trying to score the touchdown there and prevent yourself from getting beaten on a touchdown, which almost happened anyway, uh, was the move? Uh, so you know, was that, it perfect? No, um, but in, in a certain way, I mean, Kansas City. If the if the if the Tony play holds up, you know, you scored fast enough that you just like the playoff game. You had enough time to answer back.
2: Yeah, that really was a tough sequence. I don't really think so. Too. I don't think it was too interesting for strategy, like we're going around on. But just like the Chief defense has been really good, and. Allen was really challenged there. Like he didn't, they didn't get what they wanted. He, he couldn't get the ball to Diggs on those two plays. The series before that, he gets sacked. It's going to be fourth and ten, but they get the bailout illegal contact. So they get the, the new set of downs. Um, technically, I guess that last play, to Kincaid counted as a completion. Uh, kind of amazing completion for one yard, but it's a two minute warning anyway, so the clock stops for that. Just really, they could not. The Bills once they got down there could not get that one play that they needed, but were still still able to win. I wonder what the win probability was after the bass kick. I mean who would you rather be? 157, Chiefs down three after a kickoff? I'd rather be the Chiefs. Two
3: timeouts. Yeah. You know? Yep.
2: But uh that would have been a mistake.
3: It's it's pretty incredible with all the all the talk about the, the offsides and the call and all the complaining that the Chiefs are doing about it. It's second and fifteen at midfield. Like I did not feel great about that at all. Like I, I was bracing for, all right, overtime again. What time do we start post game? You know, like, just in my, I was kind of in my own head, uh, just assuming they're going to get, they're going to get, you know, whatever they need here, twelve yards, and kick a fifty-two yard field goal and break our hearts.
2: Well, that is what has been different this season for Kansas City, because they, what are they now, eight and five. I can think of at least three losses of theirs. Not Denver, that was a turnover fest, and they didn't really come close in that game. There's one other loss. But the game they lost to Detroit week one ended like this. Oh, the Chiefs are going to get it, and they couldn't. You know, right. it's drops. Somebody had a drop on the last play or something. I mean, just yep. the Philadelphia game that they lost ended like this. We're like, look, here, here we go. Kansas City's going get, to get home, and they don't. And then this game, all at home. All, yeah. all teams, you're probably fans of Detroit and Philadelphia and Buffalo are like, uh-oh, but they've lost all of those games. They did right. not even get the get the tie.
3: Is the Philly game the who drops the long? Is it Tony? MVS MVS dropped the long one there because there's another drop. Watson dropped maybe the last pass mm-hmm. of that game mm-hmm. that would have gotten them a look at another play, certainly with a first down.
2: Detroit only beats Kansas City. This is going way back, but. When a, an easy pass to Tony, he just volleyballs it up to a Lions guy who takes it back, mm-hmm. and that's twenty-one twenty game. I mean, it's this is familiar, I think, to Kansas City this year how this game ended. Just they haven't been able to get it done. Who else beat them? Denver, and they they lost one more. I don't know. I could I could look it up, right? I mean, I have the internet. <laughs> Let's go to Griffin next. Hi, Griffin.
5: Hey there, guys. I had a quick question. I called, let's, I think it was after week two against the Raiders, and I had a question back then saying, were you guys worried at all about the tandem in the, the secondary? You guys, you know, had no problems whatsoever. But now, after the injury report which was just released, Mike is going to be out again with the stinger. As usual, he's
3: getting old, you know. I don't know. I just,
5: I'm curious. Wait, hang on, Griffin, though. We
3: talked worried about, about this a lot. I was worried about Poyer all summer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I said well, many it, times in the I summer think... that if if there's one thing about the Bills roster that I'm not super you know comfortable with is that they're, they're not young anywhere. And that conversation started at safety. In, in week two, are you worried about it? Well, what do I do about it? Like you wanted them to trade yeah, okay. for somebody or something? Like that wasn't, I wouldn't have. Sit sat around thinking that that was necessary
5: my question though is coming into the off season, are you guys would you prioritize fixing the secondary and the safeties in particular or is the getting a new wide receiver too more of a priority
2: i don't know you can do both i mean they, they they are old at safety and it's showing and that's something that hadn't shown so much by week two but yeah again like if you sort of like I don't know. I felt like I was being framed there. Well, you guys were—you you didn't agree with me that they're old and safety. There's—that's not even an opinion. The but, minute Poyer got run around by Warren in a preseason game, I was like, "Oh,
3: I'm a little worried about Poyer." <laughs> so sure. anyway, uh, it'll you know,
2: be—it'll be a priority for this team.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think both both of those things. I mean, look, it's it's off. Still a ways, but I think they're 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 going to have big decisions to be made. I mean, I don't know that any will be bigger than those two, because Hyde's contract is up, Poyer is is another year older, and Davis's contract is up. So they're they're going to have to get pretty creative, and they're some forty million over the cap as it sits now.
2: Yeah, like we're we're going to have a, a lot of interesting conversations once we get to the off season, but. I don't want to have those conversations until it is the offseason here and there. Like, what will they do? I don't know. But I've got to think that they will want to, you know, address that. And and, and that's, you know, other guys, it's Trey White and Milano and Von Miller. Like, you have several guys who are on probably, I would say, back half of their careers. You know, not necessarily for like a Milano, but probably certainly Von and the safeties. So, yeah, there'll have to be some transition. But go win a Super Bowl first. Then do whatever you want. Right. Go win, be, go win your cool. next seven or eight games, and then go do whatever you want.
3: I'm here for that.
2: Right? Oh. Bring everybody back, like the Red Sox or something in 05. <laughs> no, no one will mind anything. Everything's good. If you miss the playoffs, and we're talking about McDermott every day, I mean, we, there might be a real argument for a rebuilding era. Hopefully, you know, a short one, because they do have uh, they do have age. Again, if you're tuning in for Eric Wood, he'll be on with us on Wednesday. You didn't miss him, but he was unavailable today. We'll look for more of your calls after the update, 803-0550. Sean McDermott has been speaking this hour. Sal Capaccio is on it, and we'll have Sal on at 5 to go over the game and whatever news there has been today, week to week is one thing for Epinesa and Hyde. And then Sabres pregame, 6 o'clock. The Sabres home to Arizona. Mike Show the Bulldog, this is WGR.
6: Allen back to pass, looking left. He's got Cook wide open on a wheel route. Down to the 30, the 25, and he's wrapped up there at the 23-yard line. A 27-yard pass play.
5: Can't make that throw there. You know, Gave them points right before the half, and from there on out, we, we were able to move the ball. We just... We weren't finishing, thought we were hurting ourselves a little bit with decision-making, with penalties, all of the above. Something we got to tighten up. And again, that's a really good team we just played. It's a really good defense. You know, they figured some stuff out, and we got to counter.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
5: Find a way to keep going and put six and seven on the board.
2: Josh Allen, the Bills only, and they won, Uh, two field goals in the second half nice 14 nothing lead early held on never trailed and improved to seven and six very much alive in the playoff race allen on the day 23 for 42 233 a touchdown pass to james cook and a pick that he was talking about man cook on vertical stuff is really nice his people have been i have seen this conversation online today play him more use get, try to keep him on the field you know there's still mm-hmm. three backs but I don't know I don't really have that complaint because he's not big you know he's not somebody who's going to just take all the work over in the backfield especially on a team like this one is now where this new offensive coordinator is feeding the running backs like you're not getting digs like we did you're not getting davis at all you know tight ends Kincaid's been in and out, Knox is back, three catches, like it's kind of his trademark. So, that's it's been a shift in that way and da- as long as it's down the field, I'm good. You know, like that's what that's what really has the value here. So, um that's an interesting development and in this game, I mean, the best play they made. Two best plays they made arguably it was were He really Cook. the only
3: the only thing on offense that that, that worked with any consistency and again, that kind of dried up after halftime. Um, you got the one play to Hardy. That was a yep. really big play. Um, I you know, say like other guys didn't make contributions, but cook was really it. And I I'd like him a little more. Um, but I'm imagining what they were doing, uh, for a lot of the second half was that they were worried about pass blocking. Like Allen was, was under a lot of duress, uh, in this game. And that's Murray, you know, it's more, that's more Murray, um, than it is cook. Um, so I I think he warrants maybe more than what did he get forty four percent yesterday. I think that's right. But I don't need a lot more because I think you're right. I I don't think he's a guy you can you can turn into a mule here or anything. I mean that's not that's not how he's built.
2: And plus they didn't really have any goal line yesterday, right? Well they had the Allen run is from the six. Yeah, but it's not like they had a, they ran many plays. How many plays would they have run inside the ten in this game? Just a not not a lot, not a lot. And you're not going to. I'm saying that because you're not going to use Cook.
3: Right, goal line.
2: In goal line. Let's go to Joe next. Hi, Joe.
7: Hey, fellas. Happy Victory Monday. I just wanted to ask a question. Um, I think that the second half, uh, the end of the second half, kind of overshadowed the end of the first half. And I, it may just be my own um, naivety, but can someone explain to me the thought process or the possible thought process of why we are calling these timeouts um, while Kansas City has the ball i know they want to try to save time maybe to get that double dip in um i know coach is big on you know analytics but i, I just think that <laughs> calling these timeouts and and giving them these these rests on offense where they can set up another play and get moving um and i mean we got the ball back with about a minute 19 left yep. um That's right. to end the first half and we could have used a couple of timeouts
2: I, I no, I I would defend McDermott on this. Like I, you're calling timeouts to give yourself time if it's possible, which you said, and that's what happened. One nineteen. This is the this is the end of the first half. We're talking about now. Yeah. One nineteen. The Bills drove across midfield. They had second and one at the forty-eight of Kansas City with twenty-six seconds, and. We, it's just four incomplete passes, just like the end of the second half where we went through those plays, and it was tough for Josh against that defense, so yeah. I'm fine with I'm,
3: it. I mean, it'd be not, you, you wouldn't have had a minute 19 if you hadn't used the timeouts. You'd rather have timeouts if, if you have a choice, but you got to take them on defense. In order, you'd rather have the ball and no timeouts than half the amount of time and your timeouts I think like you can you can manage you you should be able to I mean they they stalled there but they 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 ran out of time only because they stopped moving the ball if they'd kept moving the ball they would have easily gotten in the field goal range.
2: right one more play and it's a field goal yeah. opportunity so yeah.
3: I, I think it's easily defensible and, and right I think they did the right thing calling the timeouts on defense like they did in that scenario
2: Jake is next hi Jake
5: hi uh, I just wanted to bring up one thing that has irritated me about uh, Bulldog? The, way Pat, the way Patrick Mahomes uh, – yeah, no, not
2: Bulldog. <laughs> but the way I'll do that Mahomes after you're done. Coach, yes.
5: Uh, but the way Mahomes and uh, Coach Reed, uh, you know, ranted and raved and reacted to uh, the call, that was a correct call, by the way. So not showing accountability or any humility or anything. But also, it's not necessarily a game-winning touchdown. There, it, say, say Tony doesn't line up offside and the play counts Bills with all three timeouts and i believe there was like a minute 20 on the clock so yep. you know i, I don't want to you know get into hypotheticals but you know
3: no, it you're just right. adds to yeah it was not it, a game it, ending it, it, play it was not a game ending play it did and it didn't have to be a so, game winning play it could have been but it yeah, didn't happen
5: maybe the bills don't maybe the bills don't no. score you know in that scenario and, and the chiefs win anyway but it just adds to you know how how they reacted is is just so you know, cheap. Like I, I don't know, yeah. if That's the right word or not, but
2: uh, that's my point. I, I mean, you speak for, I think, football fans all over the country, if not also in Kansas City. Like, imagine if, if the Bills lost a game and then just whined like that. You know, their best guys, their head coach and their quarterback what, were to whine like that. Um, I mean, it's happened. <laughs> we've got, we've got a laundry list of games that might have gone the other way in the Bills' favor. If not for a call here or there, but you know just the extent to which Mahome's little speech at the podium about the Hall of Fame and everything like that is just what a just so pretentious like like good teams don't get calls I mean I don't I don't know, I don't have a chart, but there's no doubt in my mind Kansas City gets its fair share, and that's probably a contributing factor in how he was feeling like wait, this doesn't happen to us. At home, <laughs> right, right. This is for bad teams yeah. that get screwed by uh, by calls, and so um, yeah, tough, too bad.
3: I've I've heard much more of Mahomes. Uh, I've mostly read. I've, I've maybe heard a couple of clips of Reed, but I've mostly read what Reed has said. Um, so, and, and I only point that out because to me, I think it's very possible that Reed's entire position on it is because he knows his quarterback is running so hot about it and ju- and just want, want, wants to look like he's hmm. at least it, it got his quarterbacks back.
2: Okay. So Mahomes makes sense. isn't
3: out there all alone sounding like he sounds because I think he's been kind of a, well, kind of. He's flat out been an embarrassment about it. And if he's out there all alone and Reed isn't also joining him, that might look a little odd, and it would make Mahomes look worse. So I think Reed sort of buffers – the criticism of Mahomes, because Reed is such a, you know, he's a, he's a beloved figure in the league, I think. Um,
2: he did call it, I mean, you can say that, and that's logical, it's interesting. We don't know if it's true. He did say it was an embarrassment to the National Football League. Yeah, that's that, pretty strong. That yeah. a call like that would be made, in that situation, you know. Yeah, yep. Hopefully he meant it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Hopefully he meant it, but, yeah, that's that's really interesting thought. I don't want to have to go... I don't want. I don't want to have the the narrative to be like that. He and I are feuding. I'll yeah, just, Mahomes uh,
3: is out here on an island all by himself, screaming about this, and I and I'm just like, I don't want to talk about the refs.
2: But here's another thing we would say if we were they. So the caller is is on it. Like that wouldn't have necessarily won them the game. Everything he said, that's true. That it's still not over for Kansas City either after the right. call is made, and they just ran three plays after that. That did you know went nowhere.
3: And the accounts of people observing, from the, the, to me, people who would know, that Mahomes was yelling at the refs the whole time. Like out when the Bills called timeout before the fourth down play, he still was chirping at the refs. And that that fits because you know it, you know we all saw him with Allen after the game is over, and he's still really upset about it. So he got way 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 lost up his own you know what. After that second down play. Because it's second and 15 at, like, what, the 46? I think the ball gets pushed back, to They're 46. That's right. So, you know, <laughs> complete a pass. like you, you Keep just, playing. <laughs> you just keep playing. You, you got a you field goal here. You just had Kelsey, dare I say, wide open on that play. Like, just do it
2: again. <laughs> just, do, just do it again. Simple. Why didn't they think of that?
3: I don't know. He, he was too frazzled. Yeah. The Bills did a good job affecting I mean one of those is deflected I think. Floyd got an arm got like he he got he affected Mahomes on the fourth down play. So they did a good job of getting to him on those plays to disrupt him. So you know I'm making it sound like it should have been easy for them to get 15 or 20 yards cuz they're the Chiefs, but the Bills defensive line there on those last few plays after what was almost a disaster really did a good job.
2: I think they should have figured out a way to get mckinnon involved on um, that drive and he wasn't mm,
3: could have used him huh
2: second and long you know you're gonna it's, it's basically first and long because you're gonna run four downs you have to run four downs so get half of it you know yeah. i mean they're probably they, maybe they were trying to do that uh and just with us hello Ange. hi
8: hey guys it's really
2: you, you. Ange. What it's you really mean? you it's been forever
8: Yes. Listen. Okay. Uh, Mahomes fans are saying, "Well, you know, he was really out of character there. He was really out of character." Guess what? The guy's won six zillion titles and MVPs and uh, had fourteen and three seasons. Of course, he was out. He, you know, it, w- when you have seasons like that, you don't. This never comes up. He's a bad loser, is what he is, and a, and a whiner. And uh, it it, uh, it uh, hurt his it hurt his brilliance in my mind.
2: It was on the Dan Marino scale, I would say, Ange.
8: (laughs) Me me too, Ange. I I, I
3: said at the outset of today's show, like, I've admired and respected his game a lot. I loved how he was portrayed in the Netflix quarterback series, the work he puts in. Like, that's all genuine, and I'm not just saying it to say it. Like, I really have felt that, and he hurt himself in my eyes a lot yesterday.
8: Yeah, well... Uh as I say, when you're when you're winning it's easy to be gracious. When you're losing I mean look at all the look at all the games that, that we've lost in that way and our quarterback just says, Well I gotta be better. We we gotta do more. Maybe you don't like exactly what he says, but he's not out there crying about uh, crying about a correct call.
2: <laughs> right. Speak <laughs> well put. Speaking of people who've been uh primarily featured in, in popular series like Mahomes, yourself uh, and in full color football I watch I don't know if you hear me say it, but I watch it all the time I just I think it's so interesting and well done and of course yeah, you're in it.
8: it's great full color football the history of the American football league it's it's available online. just look it up, Google it, and uh, yep. everybody can watch it
2: YouTube and you know Kansas City here we're talking about Kansas City, which that franchise. Holds a special place in your heart, even I as a Bills Kansas guy. I love Kansas City.
8: I love their uniforms. I love that AFL logo on on their uniforms. If the I always say, if the Bills can't get to the get get it all, I'd like Kansas City to get it
2: all. Will but, you please? Will you please tell the story of how they wear that and no other team does? Uh,
8: the AFL patch. Yes. Well, uh, the let's see, nineteen was it nineteen sixty nine? When was it Super Bowl three?
2: Yep. Yeah, okay, right, right, January sixty nine.
8: Sixty nine. 1969 was the NFL's 50th year. And for the whole season, they wore a patch on their shoulder that said NFL 50. And my, you know my feelings for the NFL. And <laughs> it just bugged me. And I thought that from the beginning of the seasons, the, the AFL should have worn a patch that said AFL 10. They never did. But I bugged all the owners, wrote to them, and uh, wrote to uh, uh, Milt Woodard and Jack Kemp. And eventually, by the time the end of the season came around, and, and, and it turns out the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, they created a patch that said AFL 10, and wore that patch for that Super Bowl and and won it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when uh, Lamar Hunt passed away, oh, how many years ago is it? Uh, mm-hmm. The team decided to add an AFL patch permanently to the uh, to the Chiefs uniform.
2: Okay, so they didn't wear it continuously, but it was after no. his his death. Okay. No.
8: That's it's not the same patch. The the patch you right, right. wore in Super Bowl three said AFL ten.
2: Mm-hmm.
8: Uh, th- this patch is a circular patch that has uh, LH on it for Lamar Hunt.
2: It's cool. It looks good. Yeah. Hey, thank you for uh, I put you on the spot with that. So it's, it's <laughs> great great to talk to you again. Yeah, nice talking to you. All, All right. right, Ange Caniglio. <laughs> is, is he is, true. Is, is he called you when I'm out? Because I haven't spoken to Ange in a long time. It's been a long
3: time since I've I've talked to Ange all right love it
2: we will take a break sal's coming up at five should have time for a call or two in between mike show the bulldog wgr
6: gonna tuck it and fight his way the surge pushing him down to the two and into the end zone for the touchdown it was a pile driving touchdown run by josh allen from six yards out
2: It is Football Monday on WGR. You didn't miss Eric Wood. He'll be with us on Wednesday instead this week. Tomorrow, Ross Tucker. The Sabres play tonight home to Arizona. Throw out the record books. Brett Murray called up. He was Rochester's second leading goal scorer last season. And has played 21 games for the Sabres going back a couple of years. Most of those games.
3: Last one was in January of 22. So he hasn't been here in almost a year.
2: Another loss Saturday yep. to Montreal at home. Getting away from him.
3: I got a point.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small
0: businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
2: Well, yeah. you don't have a point. It's a loss. But yeah. Let's go to Alex next. Hi, Alex. Hey, how's it going, guys?
7: Great. So I, I, the thing that kind of gets me is like it's like overlooked is like Tony scores on the play, too. Like, it's not just that he was offside. He also scored the touchdown. And And, and then to follow that up there was still a minute and 30 seconds left or whatever was on the clock. Like, there's, In like, this assumption yep. Yep. that Allen had no chance to come back down the, the field and convert. Like, I just think it's disrespectful. And earlier Sal was saying how Allen was on the sideline after they scored the touchdown. He didn't know about the flag and had, like, a smirk on his face, like, give me the ball, you know, which to me is, mm-hmm. like, it's just being overlooked. And, I mean, I saw the flag early on. And even the commentators, can't remember if it was Romo, um, who said it, but basically it was like, there's a flag, and that was before he even threw the ball. Mahomes threw the ball, there was a flag on the field. It was like something was off, you know. It was almost mm-hmm. like they were going to call it dead, which that's a whole other discussion on whether or not they should do that. Well, I, I don't, I don't think that but...
2: was a mistake. I don't think that that's a dead. Oh, yeah. So, right. yeah. No, that... it's
7: not. I'm just saying, some it's, it's, it's people have called and said that. It's like,
2: yeah. well, yeah. Know. Somebody thought, uh, thanks, Alex, good stuff. Somebody called to say earlier that he thought that should be the rule. I don't think he was saying that he thinks it is, but uh, um, good, good points. Yeah, the game wasn't over. I said earlier, you want the win. I would really like to have seen what they would have done with the ball at 120 or whatever is left, uh, needing maybe needing a touchdown, take us right back to two years ago. I mean, that's just the back and forth in the last two minutes of that game. Lives in uh, infamy in these parts. You ever call uh, a part, a, like a region of parts? You ever yes. ever do that before? Sure, yeah, yeah. Parts?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'm fine with that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Good. Sorry, I'm just acting silly here. Um, really have enjoyed these last two hours. Just like a, a lot of different perspectives on this game and rules and stuff. T- just reading Eric Eager, who I'm all, all, I like to think I'm pretty much usually in lockstep with Eric and he made, I think, the right point that he's a Kansas City guy, too, that um, there's no point in talking about the official stuff because it's zero-sum game in the long term. And he's right, in my opinion, as well. But then he said, I hate that this is what Twitter is on NFL Mondays. I'm like, I kind of like it myself. <laughs> I kind of like it. I like getting into the, the the weeds when it comes to the refs and the rules and just what happened yesterday I think was really interesting. And then, of course, what – magnifies it is how Mahomes was talking that's really why it's a bigger a big this big of a story
3: hundred percent and me selfishly you know I'm, I'm always I'm always looking for a way to keep the fires at the at the hate factory burning and as I just indicated to our last caller and said earlier today Mahomes has been a tough target for me with that because he's been excellent i like watching him play i like the coach i know that they're a thorn in the Bills' side but i i i've never had a th- this is tom brady type feeling about mahomes but boy he, he did me a favor last night.
2: <laughs> yes all right sal's coming up next there's some injury news today we'll get his perspective on some of this stuff as well mike show the bulldog sabers hockey tonight six o'clock pregame here on wgr
6: Back to pass, fires over the middle, and he hits the target at the 40-yard line. It's Deontay Hardy for a huge first down.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.